This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Thursday and it's me Lauren Jacobs here on Voice of Change today. Welcome to Cape Pulpit. If you're just joining in, welcome, welcome. And it's going to be such a great, great show today. You know, it's also been such a great week. It's been a holy time. I hope that you've been blessed and that you've been experiencing God's precious, precious present. And yes, with that, it's also a short week, a short week this week, next week and the week after. Feels like we've been super blessed this April, doesn't it? Well, I hope that you are doing well this Thursday afternoon. And it's going to be a great show because I'm joined by Elizabeth Boerter and she's going to be chatting with me about gender specific persecution that's happening to Christians. And particularly when we talk about gender specific persecution, we are going to be touching on the fact that women, females and Christians are so highly persecuted. There's often a war that is raged against women and we see it and we hear it a lot in the media, but they don't often mention that it is actually a war raged against Christian women. When we think of Boko Haram in Nigeria, or we think of things that's happening in Iran, oftentimes, you know, the global media does not want to mention the word Christian. Today, we're going to be talking about how the intense persecution of Christian women should be on our radar and how that persecution plays out, how it is happening, how it is taking place. And often it takes place through violence, sexual violence, physical violence. And often it can be even, you know, with family members, Especially when we talk about persecution or people who come from countries where Christianity is not the norm and they become Christians, their families often turn against them and use violent persecution to kind of get them to renounce their faith. We're going to be talking about this today. So Elizabeth is going to be joining me. And then later on the show, I know that you, as my fellow Capetonian, love to be active. We love to be active. We love to you know take on the trails and take on the mountain biking and taking on the running we get excited for two oceans and the total sports women's race and i want to share with you today how you can get involved in some of the races and some of the runs that are coming up to celebrate mother's day and women's day and also how some of these races are being you know, focused on the pink drive, for example, and is combating breast cancer. So it's not just about running or taking to a trail or taking to the road, but it's also for a cause. And so I'm going to be joined by the managing director of Stillwater Sports, Michael Mayer. And he's going to be with me later on the show to tell you how you can be running or biking, you know, over the next couple of months and how we can be doing that for a good cause. And so keeping you in the know today with what's happening on the streets of Cape Town and also keeping you informed with what is happening to our sisters in Christ today, what is happening, how the persecution is playing out and why we need to care about it. So it's going to be a great show. Stay with me for the next hour. And Elizabeth is with me after this. It's so wonderful to be joined by Elizabeth. 
Buerta today, who is going to be talking to us about something that I believe is incredibly important, something, a topic, a reality that many women are facing around the world, and that is gender-specific religious persecution. And like I said, we're going to be just uh, focusing on women today and the shocking increase in this kind of persecution that women, our sisters, our very own Christian sisters around the world in many countries are facing as we sit in here talking today. So Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining me. It's so good to have you here. And this is such an important topic that we are talking about, one that a lot of people don't actually think about and that big organizations worldwide don't talk about because it's a Christian topic. And uh, it's really about the persecution of Christian women specifically. So I'm so grateful that you're with me today and that we're talking about something that's vitally important for us to hear. Hello, Lauren. Yes, um, thank you from our side at Open Doors Southern Africa for giving us a platform to talk about this very, very important topic. And as you say, we need to create awareness about it. Mm, absolutely. And we know that March we had International Women's Day, was Women's History Month, and going out into April, we are still, you know, sitting with that theme. And I want to ask you, when we talk about the increase in the gender-specific religious persecution of women, what kind of increase are we actually seeing? Are we seeing just over the past year there's been a slight increase? What's actually been happening on the ground to Christian women? And how much has the persecution of Christian women increased, you know, over the last while? Miss Lauren, to emphasize the importance of talking about this subject, Open Door Southern Africa has a special campaign to put the gender-specific religious persecution of women in the spotlight. And this campaign is running over two months, the whole March and the whole April. As you said, it was International Women's Day on the 8th of March. And for that purpose, we also compiled a report the report is called A Web of Forces, the 2023 Gender Report. Mm. And this report shows that there has been a shocking increase in the gender-specific religious persecution of women during the past year. Now, I can just mention about the report itself. It is an annual report that's published since 2018. The 2023 report used data that was gathered by Open Doors World Watch Research for the 2023 World Watch list. This list is a list of the top 50 countries in the world where it's worse to live as a Christian, with the worst persecution of Christians. Originally based experts collected primary data from global caregivers, church leaders, focus groups, and regional experts for the report. And so you can hear it's not something lightly, it is yeah. very intensive research that hasn't been done. And Open Doors' gender team analyzed this data then to reveal how Christian women in these countries experience various forms of pressure to highlight overall persecution trends by gender. And the overall finding is that there's an absolutely shocking increase mm -hmm. in the persecution of women specifically. 
And, you know, I I almost don't want to ask what are these top persecution points, uh, but we need to hear what they are. You know, what do women actually experience? Because if we're talking about the increase in their persecution, we know that there are specific, almost want to say tactics that are used specifically against women. We know sexual violence, rape as an act of war is used against women all over the world, even more so Christian women. So when we're talking about this increase, what exact things are we actually seeing happen to women? Could you mention maybe five to us that women, Christian women experience maybe at the hands of their family? We know strangers, even the government, but people they know as well are actually used to persecute them. And that is something that we have to look at as well. If we look at this research that we've done for this report, we see that it's absolutely essential that the spotlight should once again fall on the plight of women and girls, and especially Mm -hmm. on the African continent. Now, regarding top pressure points affecting Christian women and girls, of course, we found that globally, Christian women and girls often find themselves caught in a particularly complex web of compounding vulnerabilities. They are not only vulnerable as Christians in the World Watch list countries, however, Mm -hmm. but their additional gender-determined vulnerabilities overlap and interact to a greater extent than for Christian men and boys in the same context. Now, in these environments, all females experience a disadvantaged status before the law or in society, bias against their lack of education or an elevated risk of poverty. One of the things that stands out is that sexual violence is consistently chosen to target Christian women and girls right across the globe. Sexual violence is often one strand in a web of other pressure points, such as psychological violence, abduction, forced marriage, and enforced religious dress codes. I immediately think about the example of the women in Iran who recently got the death penalty because of that enforced religious dress code that they have there, you know. And then from a lack of legislation on things like child marriage to associations of certain modes of dress Mm. that indicate sexual availability, the multiplicity of vulnerability factors can then facilitate violent forms of gender-specific religious persecution. Now, you ask about the top five pressure points, I can tell you that according to the research, the top five pressure points are, in the first place, sexual violence. Mm -hmm. In the second place, forced marriage. In the third place, physical violence. In the fourth place, incarceration by family, or as it's known as house arrest. Mm -hmm. And then in the fifth place, psychological violence, that now specific for females, for women and girls. And as I said, one of the places where the sexual abuse of Christian women hides is targeted, religiously motivated abduction for the purposes of human trafficking. Mm -hmm. And the effectiveness of sexual violence is also due to the myriad of damaging consequences that can ensue. A web of complicit forces can worsen this impact and lead to a loss of shelter, food, community, and even future opportunities. Mm. Now, in the same breath, I must also mention that one of the things that's been shown in the research, and from that, the name of this report, A Web of Forces, 
was related is that digital persecution is a growing method to discriminate against mm. Christian women and girls. Now, you know, digital persecution is increasing all over the world yeah. and it's used then female convents to Christianity are facing this growing persecution threat with coercive control and surveillance through digital devices. Then, mm. now, According to the report, everyday items such as smartphones and tablets, for example, are being used by the females' families and communities to then track and control their daily lives. So basically... Their persecutors keep track of everything they do, everything they say, through stuff as such as their cell phones, their tablets, their computers, their email, just to name a few, you see. Yeah, this is incredible. And it's so important that we're talking about this because I don't think people often think about digital persecution. It is a reality in the lives of Christians, yes. but like you're saying, more specifically with women, it, it is such a, a smart way of really controlling women and also tracking and almost doing it in a way because you're not going to be able to sometimes even know if someone is is tracking you you know you, you you're just not able exactly. to to see and and to know because it just happens digital persecution and and when you were talking about you know sexual violence and when you were talking about forced marriage abduction i immediately was thinking as well of nigeria and and boko haram and we saw this huge outcry a couple of years ago i remember when 250 girls were abducted by Boko Haram and they were Christian girls. And we saw, um, you know, people like the U.S. president and his wife at the time, Michelle Obama, speaking up about this, but not mentioning that these were Christian girls being forced into forced marriages, but more that, you know, these girls had been abducted and we needed to speak up. And it became something that many people suddenly became aware of that girls are being abducted and being made to marry these soldiers and what actually happens to them. Some of the girls today being freed and sharing their stories, but others not being found yes. yet. This is the reality that we are living with in our world today and that we are dealing with. And I think that is why a report like this is so important because it's a fundamental human right to have a freedom of religion, to have freedom of belief and to not be violated, to not be you seen as someone that because you are of a, of a specific faith, you are less than, you know, Christian women seen as being less than someone else because they are Christian. And then the sexual violence we, we know in Congo that happens a lot and rape as an act of war and it used as a weapon of war. And I think that, like you said as well, Iran, I was just speaking this morning to a, a lady from Iran that is involved in helping in activism there and just finding out again what's happening because the media have gone slightly silent on the plight of the woman in Iran. We know that there are so many Christians in Iran as well. So it's quite it's quite something to to think about. And I wanted to really ask you, you know, I mentioned Nigeria and obviously Iran, but when we think of countries where this is happening, I think that we probably think, oh, it's happening far away from us. But actually, that's probably not the case. So where are the top countries where women are really being persecuted for being a Christian? Yes, Lauren, 
Regarding the digital persecution, one interesting thing that we found is that the Middle East and North Afri Africa was particularly identified with an open doors research as the region with the highest digital persecution. And what's also shocking regarding that is that the digital persecution is carried out by their own family members, their community members, government officials, for example, to then control their digital access. Another very efficient way that they use is monitoring their social media, like their Facebook and their Instagram, for instance. Yeah. Now, you mentioned earlier about the African continent. Now, what's interesting, we found that the persecution is alarmingly high on the African continent, especially Sub-Saharan Africa. Out of the 20, top 20 rather, out of the top 20 countries where gender most shapes the experience of persecution for female Christians, 12 are from Sub-Saharan Africa. Now, this includes the, the four countries with the highest rankings, Nigeria in the first place, Cameroon in the second place, Somalia in the third place, and Sudan in the fourth place. Mm. Now, Nigeria, which is in the first place, in the northern regions of Nigeria, for example, Christians already experience the most extreme levels of violence. Mm. And Nigeria is also in the top position on our World Watch list as the most violent country regarding persecution. Mm. Now, female Christians here are facing especially high levels of things like abduction, trafficking, killings, forced displacement, sexual violence. And gender-specific violence is driven primarily by Islamic militant activity in the, in the region and by groups like, for instance, Boko Haram, um, ISWAP, ISIS, um, what is that other one, Fulani, yeah, that is the most prominent ones. And another thing, high levels of internal displacement also take place, you know, with females then being forced out of their houses, forced out of their communities, for example, and then they either have to go into hiding or they totally have to flee the country or go and stay in places like refugee camp camps, for oh. example. Mm. Other countries of note, of course, are India and Pakistan, where Pew Research, as well as Solotarov and Panda, they are all research organizations who are well known in those countries, report persistent and diverse forms of violence against women and girls. And this is against the backdrop of regionally specific traditional norms. As we talked about Iran, where protests sparked by the death of that woman mm -hmm. in September 2022, while she was in police custody, mm -hmm. have challenged ongoing gender injustices. So, you know, that is under the hijab laws yeah. that she was detained. And then, yes, she paid with her life because yeah. she's a Christian, because she's a believer. Another one is Afghanistan, of course, yeah. where Amnesty International has documented how the Taliban has reversed much of the progress made on women's rights mm -hmm. after they returned to power in August 2021. You know, they made all these promises that women's rights will be protected and so on, but mm. then they did just the opposite. Now, in the Middle East and North Africa, of course, as I said, digital persecution is sharply increasing. And it is a modern means for family members to extend control over female Christians, mm. then, both women and girls. 
Now, generalized control of women by male family members, of course, leads to control over persecuted Christian women's digital lives, yeah. being then more prevalent than that of persecuted Christian men. You know, we talked about examples of, of um, digital persecution, such as phone messaging, location tracking, for example, social media accounts. In some cases, their devices are confiscated by people as for example, groups like Boko Haram or Fulani or the government of that specific country, and then they track mm. in that way. And punishment mm. is very severe in countries like Qatar or Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Another country that I immediately think of is China. You know, in China, women are also persecuted much more than men. Yes, and then the list goes on and on. You know, I can basically, wow. this trend is going on in all the countries on Open Doors World Watch list, but these are the most prominent ones. Mm. And I wanted to ask, you know, Elizabeth, well, firstly, I wanted to say thank you so much for raising this awareness and bringing it to us. I believe that when we raise that awareness and bring it to us, we can't say we no longer knew. We now know what is happening to our Christian sisters. And it's and I believe that it means that we have to take some form of action. And I wanted to ask you again, we we want to take some form of action. I know some of us take action in different ways. Some of us are activists and actively doing things, writing articles, speaking to people, trying to raise awareness. I know, you know, going to churches, speaking about these realities. What else can people do? If someone's just sitting in listening to us and saying, wow, you know, is there any hope? Uh, can there be any hope? Because we hear this happening and we are sitting going, wow, girls are being abducted, even as we are speaking. Is there any hope? What can people do? If someone's just listening in going, wow, this feels like a lot and can feel overwhelming when you hear this. Is there something that we as Christians can do in a united form for our persecuted sisters? Yes, Lauren, I would really like to appeal to listeners to get involved with Open Doors work, you know, to get involved to, how can I put it, to protect women and girls mm. who are going through all these things, to become aware of their plight, and then especially on the African continent, because that's our continent, after mm. all, you know. So people can go to our website, which is www.opendoors.org. So it's www.opendoors.org, and then they can get a link there to download this gender report. And then if they download it, then they can read the whole thing and enlighten themselves on what is going on, you know. And in that sense, then create awareness in their own circles, in their own communities about this very important issue. And then people can then also sign up to become involved with Open Doors in different ways. They can sign up, for example, to become prayer partners. They can sign up to become financial partners. They can sign up to travel with Open Doors to countries where Christian women are persecuted and then go and support the women in person on a journey there. You know, so there's many different ways in which they can choose to get involved. Mm. And often when we talk about the types of involvement with the women and, well, and men for that matter, in the persecuted church, and we ask them, what's the main thing we can do for you? They yeah. say, please pray for us. The main thing is yeah. pray, you know. Yeah. So I really want to appeal to listeners, go and visit our website, 
sign up to get involved, even if you just sign up to receive our newsletter or to receive our um, prayer calendar, which have prayer points for every day of the month, specific prayer points, which you can then follow to pray for our persecuted brothers and sisters. So there's so many ways you can become involved because we we work in over 65 countries across yeah. the world with things like delivering Bibles and Christian literature, visiting mm. persecuted Christians, discipleship and training, for example, emergency aid, mm. you know, and raising awareness through advocacy, for example. So there's so many ways in which people can mm. get involved. So I would really like to appeal to people, go onto our website and get involved and People mm. don't realize what a difference you, in your small way, can make in the life of a persecuted woman mm. or girl today. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And I, I, I want to echo that. I remember ten years ago, a few of us ladies we wrote our stories out. You know, just about how we came to salvation. We put it in a in a lovely book format, and we sold copies you know for it was like 50 rand a copy and uh, we were able to raise i think close to 2000 rand at that point and we could give it into one of the programs that was running in egypt for persecuted women through open doors at that time and it was something that we just felt god had laid on our hearts there's so many ways that you can you can help as well as like you said prayer prayer is very important and so elizabeth i want to say thank you for being with me today and like you said in a small way we can all do something whatever god lays on our heart and so i want to say thank you for raising this awareness for being a voice today through which we can hear women's voices around the world who are being persecuted who are saying please do not forget about me please know that i need prayer i need help i need some sort of intercession and i pray that we will take that to heart today so elizabeth thank you so so much and all the best all the many blessings for the continued work that you are doing on your side and it's been good to catch up with you again thank you very much for the opportunity lauren and i want to wish all the listeners a blessed time thank and you may so they experience the lord in their lives every single day Amen and amen. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. That's been Elizabeth Buerta from Open Doors chatting with me today about the gender-specific persecution that Christian women are going through. So please don't turn your ear away from what we have just been sharing with you. You know, get on down on your knees right now as we go to a song break. Pray. Pray for how God wants you to be involved. Maybe it's prayer. Get onto the website. Go and search. You know, go and see what you can get involved with. We're going to take a short break, but don't go anywhere. I'll see you after this. As promised, we're going to be talking about some important sporting events that are happening in the Mother City all around, you know, in May, August and later in the year. Joining me, Michael Mayer. Michael, I know that you're on a bit of a holiday at the moment, so I'm really grateful for your time and for you to be sharing with us ladies who are listening in how we can be running, biking and just enjoying ourselves over the next couple of months. So before we get into that, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Lauren. It's a great pleasure to talk to you. Now, I want to start off, we're going to be talking predominantly about three different sporting events that are going to be taking place in Cape Town. But I want to start off with the one that is quite exciting happening on Mother's Day. That's Sunday the 14th this year. And of course, I think it's quite an exciting thing to do, even with your mom, to celebrate Mother's Day. It is the Abso Ranio City Cape Town 10K. Tell us a bit about this and tell us a bit about what we can be expecting from this event 
event, you know, how it's going to kind of play out. Yes, thanks, Lauren. Um, the, the APSA Run Your City Series is a, is a series of five 10-kilometer races across the country in the five major, major cities of mm-hmm. South Africa. And we've just completed the second one. First one, I pulled uh, in Kuberha, and we now go on to the second uh, in the series on the 14th of May in Cape Town. So we're all excited. Um, we had a fantastic uh, first uh, version of the event in Kuberha. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we can't wait for the 14th of May. It's going to be it's going to be very very exciting. And as you say, it's Mother's Day, so it's added bonus. Mm, absolutely. And so, is it is, is it a good uh, one to come on out and run with your mom, or maybe uh, someone who is like a mom to you? Is it all about women taking part? And is it a race only for ladies, or or men going to be joining this Absa Cape Town 10K? No, the Absa Run Your City Series is for, for everyone. So mm-hmm. uh, male, female, um, young and old, fast and slow. And that's, I think, uh, mm-hmm. the secret of success of the series. You know, it's a massive series. There nearly 3,000 runners that run in the series uh, across the five events. Wow. And it's really open to everybody and accessible to everybody. And so um, we we welcome everyone to run. It's a, it's a really fun day. It's a lot of fun. In, that you can have on the route you know there's so many different types of entertainment points and and mm. encouragement points uh, and this all in the company of world-class athletes on the front end so that's really an inspiring part of it mm. but i think if you prefer a women's only race uh, then you look to the total sports women's races you know on the 9th of august later in the year but mm. um uh, we have a huge crossover between the two events and certainly, I think that there's the majority, over 50% of the of the people who run, of the runners who run the uh, APSA uh, Run Your City events are uh, female. Well, that's pretty interesting. And I love that idea that even though it's on Mother's Day, it is open for everybody. And you also mentioned when we're talking about the APSA Run Your City Cape Town 10K taking place on Sunday the 14th, that it is also for anybody so are we saying that you don't have to be a really super fit runner to be able to take part in this? You know, what if you kind of just a fun runner that likes to just jog in the week or just do a bit of a 5K on the weekend? Is this race then going to be applicable and open to someone like that joining? Yes, the Absa Run Your City Series is a celebration of running. It's a celebration of healthy living. And so... um there's a very small percentage of serious runners at the front end, mm-hmm. but I can assure you that over 99% of the runners taking part are runners and walkers, uh, people like you and I that you know just want to um, have a healthy lifestyle, mm-hmm. maybe are active in various ways, and, and running a 10-kilometer race is, is one of the active um, things that they do in their, in their life. And so uh, it's for, for sure it's open for everyone. Um, you know, the variety of entrants and, and and runners and walkers that we get in the event is phenomenal. And in that sense, I think road running um, is is a sport um, like no other in South Africa. It's very diverse and it really unites uh, people from all walks of life in one activity. And the beauty of that is that you can line up as a, as a walker and mm-hmm. really be in the same race as the Olympic champion. And that's the beauty of road running. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, welcome everybody to enter we we certainly want a massive celebration in cape town on the 14th of of may 
Hmm. Thank you so much for that, Michael. I love, love, love the vision of this. And like you said, running is also very diverse. And as a nation, we are so diverse and uniting us together around sport is very powerful. And so Sunday, the 14th of May, starting at the start venue is Woodbridge Island out in Milneton. And the finish is Lower Long Street opposite the Absa building. I'll give you all the details on how you can enter that race later on on the show. But we're also going to be talking about what Michael said, and that is is South Africa's largest Women's Day celebration, we want to say, the Total Sports Women's Race 2023. Michael, this is always an event that I see a lot of people get very, very excited about because it's also in support of the Pink Drive. So tell us a little bit about this year, 2023's Total Sports Women's Race. When does it start and what can we expect from the race this year? Yes, just first of all, and it's been going for 20 years so it's uh, yeah. um, you know it's really got a, a legacy and it's mm. um it, it, it's been a fun day the 9th of august um for many years now for people who take part in the event but on the 9th of august there'll be three events taking place all at the same time across mm-hmm. south africa in johannesburg durban and cape town uh, the total sports women's races it's either a 10 kilometer or a five kilometer there are two distances that you can do and uh, and what we try and do is really create the biggest celebration of women on National Women's Day in South Africa. And there's no doubt that we achieve that year after year with nearly 30,000 women across the three cities um, just mm-hmm. having the most amazing day. So uh, it's it's a women's only race, but we always have um, a few men that sneak into the race, some of them dressed up, some of them not dressed <laughs> up, but they're welcome. But really it's, a, it's the day on which we focus on 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 um on the women in our in our society and our communities and we celebrate them and so we have a lot of men working very hard to um to ensure that it's an amazing experience on the day mm. and that's it's so incredible to have this one united race even though it's across three different cities of all these women joining together and year after year we obviously see the footage we see on social media just the women lined up different ages different you know, calibers of racing and running and just enjoyment. And it's so much fun. And of course, it's a day where you you come out wearing pink, right? So it is in support of the pink drive and is such an incredible race. And it's just a way to celebrate women, celebrate health, celebrate National Women's Day. And so the entries have opened this month, right? So Michael, with the Total Sports Women's Race, I do think it's important for people to you know, start applying. So the entries have opened and how can people get on board and start registering to be part of this event? Well, the easiest is just to go to social media, you know, uh, Women's Race uh, on Facebook or Instagram, and you'll see all the details there. Um, it's very, or on the Total Sports Facebook page. So it's very easy to enter. Um, there's details also on Stillwater Sports' um, website, stillwatersports.com. And um, and and you can get everything there, but uh, but you know it's. I, I just want to say I think that uh, South Africans who are active um, and and like the sport of running, they're so lucky to have all these different events to compete in. You know, they, mm. these are really special events. They're world class events um, in terms of in terms of the experience that's offered. And so we hope that um, women will come out, you know, in mass this year and really support the three events because. Um, whenever they do, they have the greatest time. So uh, we look forward to the 9th of, of August and uh, and everything that happens on that day mm-hmm. with the Total Sports Women's Races. 
Mm, I love that. It sounds really, really exciting. We are really definitely looking forward to it here in Cape Town. But if you're listening from outside of Cape Town, if you're in Durban or Johannesburg, you can also join there. So go on over to the website, check it out and find out how to get involved with the Total Sports Women's Race on the 9th of August if you do not have plans yet, because I know that that's a big day. And then, Michael, finally, one of the events that's taking place that's quite close to your heart, of course, it's in its 10th anniversary, is the Savannah Origin of Trails mountain biking experience and I know for you as someone that lives in Stellenbosch as someone me that lives close to Stellenbosch you know it's an incredible incredible race this mountain biking a little bit of a party as people like to say so tell us a bit about the Savannah Origin of Trails mountain biking experience. Yes well it's a two-day mountain biking event um, and it's really I think uh, for many people, introduction into stage racing. You know, we all know the famous races that exist in South Africa, yeah. like the Epic and the Wines to Wales and the Sony to Sea. But this is really an an entry into that type of stage uh, racing with two days of riding on a Saturday and a Sunday. But of course, in Stellenbosch, with all the wine estates and and all the beautiful. Um, restaurants and pubs that the that the town can offer, we really try and integrate that into the experience of the event. And so, whilst there's no pressure on anybody, uh, you know, you you're welcome to to have a sip of wine or not. We we really uh, have a fantastic experience um, for each and every rider over the weekend. And um, and uh, last year, of course, was the first full version of the event after COVID, and it was so well um, received and so and enjoyed by so many people that we can't wait for this year's event in November. It's going to be very exciting. Um, and we encourage everybody that's obviously into mountain biking and perhaps up to now has only done stage, only done uh, single day events um, as you know, across the Western Cape to enter the event and, and have a, and have an amazing time. Mm. So that's over Saturday, the 18th of November through to Sunday, 19th of November, those two day races michael is this for people you can be honest with us who are slightly a little bit skilled when it comes to mountain biking or is it uh, something that's uh, for people who are kind of novices because i know that the distance is over 40 kilometers every day so i think that you might have to have some uh, kilometers in the legs to be able to do this yeah actually Roland, you know there are two distances available every day there's um just over 20 kilometers or the 45 kilometers as you say and so people choose um, and i really have to tell you that um especially the sort of distance if you if you if you're looking for an entry level um stage race this is the event for you mm. i mean there is no other event like this um you don't have to be highly technical um to you know to do the event and so we have um we have many uh, women um female riders are riding in the event and and often there's an application, you know, around technical trail riding, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 you know, the people are wary that they don't want to um, take unnecessary risk. But yeah. but I think that the routes are laid up by our route designers in a way that really um, compensates for that and allows a, a rider who's still finding their feet on trail to be able to complete the routes. So it's um it's not highly technical but you know as a first time mountain biker you can't uh, take the event on as your first event ever yeah. but certainly you don't have to be an accomplished technical rider to do it 
It mm. sounds really, really exciting. And I really want to encourage everybody, if you're interested in that, I know that you're probably leaning in and going, yes, mountain biking, we're from Cape Town. We, we're doing those uh, mountain biking on the weekend. We want to get involved. Go on over to the Facebook page. It's Stillwater MTB Events or on Instagram. It's the same. And you can go on over and find out all about the Savannah origin of trails mountain biking race taking place in November. So, Michael, there's actually a lot that we can be doing this year. So we have something exciting happening in May, something exciting happening in August, and then we're going to give you a little bit of a break until November, which then you can get on your mountain bike and come on over and, and join in. And in in closing, it just seems like such wonderful sporting events, and I'm sure it's also just to, like you said earlier on, we had this time of COVID and we couldn't go outside and we couldn't do the things that we were used to doing. Now we've got back to being able to do that. We are participating in sporting events. We can be in unity with other people. We meet other people on the trails, on the road. It sounds like it's very exciting and it's also probably something we want to encourage people to get involved in, whether it's running or biking. And a final word from you to encourage people to join this year in maybe one of these events two of these events or maybe all of them yeah lauren you couldn't have summed it up better um i think you know if you're perhaps sitting on the couch wondering whether you should uh, take up this challenge i want to encourage people to to use an event such as the absolute run your city event or the total sports women's race to really just get moving and to uh and to uh, adopt some form of exercise mm. And uh, and I, I can assure you, you won't be sorry. It's uh, it's great to have a, a more healthier lifestyle, and that'll lead to other things, you know, healthy eating, etc. And so we have so many thousands and thousands of people that uh, give us the feedback around the positive effect that these events have, and to, and taking up the challenge and completing these challenges have in their life. So uh, thanks for the opportunity to talk to you today, and uh, we hope. Maybe Many of your listeners will will we hope to see many of your listeners line up uh, on the fourteenth of May. Mm. Thank you so much for that, Michael. I couldn't agree more, you know, being active, staying fit, staying healthy. And I'm sure sometimes people come and take part in an event and it's kind of their first run or their first walk or their first bike. And afterwards, they're kind of hooked and it leads to a healthier lifestyle and a lifestyle where they start joining a local club or, you know, getting involved in, in some form of, you know, riding with a group or training with a group. And it's so exciting. That's what we want to do through sport as well. And so don't forget, you know, all of these events happen. I'm going to give you all the information at the end of the show again on how you can sign up and how you can get involved. And as Cape Town, let's get on out and let's celebrate together. Let's participate in a run. Let's have fun on the route. And it's going to be exciting for May 14th, August 9th, and then also biking on Saturday 18th and 19th of November. Michael, it's been so great to speak with you today about these important events. Thank you for the incredible work that you are doing at Stillwater Sports to bring us these events events and also for us to be inspired to have a healthy lifestyle and also to have some fun while we are biking or running so thank you so much thanks very much Lauren great to talk to you I would really like to end off with a prayer today you know I've been listening to Michael be sharing with you about what is happening and and you can get involved in many of the runs or the races or just come on down to wherever the races are happening with your friends with your families but I've also just been thinking a lot while we were listening to the song about what Elizabeth was sharing earlier on and the stories that I've heard from Christian women as a journalist I've heard a lot of stories from Christian women who have themselves experienced persecution in some way or form 
whether it be physical, whether it be sexual violence, whether it's been imprisonment. And yes, I have heard those stories too. And sometimes it's been domestic violence or having your child taken away from you or, or experiencing real intense physical just stress and strain that comes upon you when you're dealing with things like persecution. Sometimes it's psychological, sometimes it's emotional. And you know, I really want us just to have hope together today and also to pray together today for the hope that our Christian sisters around the world can have. I know that we can feel far from them, but our prayers draw us near in the spirit to those who are suffering today. And I know that you have a heart, you are listening, you have a heart for people who are suffering. I believe that. So I want us just to bow our heads together and say a prayer together from our hearts for our Christian sisters. Abba Father, we thank you so much that we can gather together like this, even though we may be physically apart. We know we are together in the spirit. And Father, I know that we are also together with our Christian sisters, our hearts are truly with them today and father we pray for the precious women who are suffering for believing in your name jesus for calling on your name for believing in you for saying that i am a christian and i will be called by the name of jesus father keep them under your blood today keep them in your comfort keep them in your love keep them in your will and father draw them close to you even in this time of persecution i pray for those who are being kidnapped we think of those who have been kidnapped by Boko Haram. Father, that you will restore their lives. Those who have been set free, restore them. Those who are still missing, Father, I pray that you will lead people to find them. And Father, be with the women who are suffering in Iran, who are there in the protest, who have lost loved ones, who themselves are scared, Father. I pray that you'll be with them and that your comfort will be with them. We pray around the world for women in all countries, I pray, Father, that you will help our sisters know that they are not forgotten. But, Father, from the ends of the world, we are crying to you for their hope and their help today. And we thank you that you are with them. Thank you for wonderful organizations and people, Father, who are helping them and working with them on the ground. We pray that you will bless your people who are helping the missionaries, the pastors, the workers, Father, that you will bless them and keep them and that you will help them do the good work that you have called them to do. We thank you for this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, it's been such a great time together today. I am so, so blessed. And I just pray that as you go into the rest of your evening, that God's grace, love and goodness will shine upon you. Until next week, take care and blessings of peace and love. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.